This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. It is good to have the four regulars in the studio again. Vinny had um, taken a little hiatus, so Vinny, good to have you back with us. So excited to be back. Thanks, Russ. Thanks Welcome for covering. Back. Yeah, keeping the seat warm. Vinny is going to provide a corrective for all the things that we got wrong in the last couple weeks, so it's good to have some wisdom back in the studio. Something. We have several just incredibly exciting announcements this morning. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the first is this. We now have, for this radio show, an email that you can correspond with us, give us your questions, feedback, things that you would like us to maybe follow up with. So have a pen with maybe a decent amount of ink in it because the and if you're email, driving, pull over. Yes. <laughs> you can email things to us at thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. Thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. If you are going to send us an email, there's only one rule, and the one rule is be kind. Okay, so you can send anything in, but as long as you're kind, um, all is going to be well. The second very exciting announcement is that we have now secured one of our two speakers for the fall conference. This is coming up on September 22nd and 23rd, and that is Dr. Jonathan Gibson. Maybe some of you are familiar with some of the work that he has put together. He put together a, uh, a devotional liturgy called Be Thou My Vision. Many of you picked up that at the last conference. He's written a kid's book um, entitled The Moon is Always Round. He has done other work that is a little bit more academic, but he is a professor at Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia, and I think he originates from England, Scotland, I can't remember. And so he will be coming September 22nd, 23rd, so go ahead and mark your calendars. Um, We are extremely excited about it. And hopefully in the next while, we'll be able to announce our second speaker. We have requests out, but we have not had responses to some of those requests. So... Today, we are going to come back and just talk a little bit more about the topic of forgiveness. We've, as we talked throughout the week, we were planning on uh, moving on to a different topic, but then decided that there's some things that we would like to um, flesh out just a little bit more um, because it's such a significant topic. The bottom line is, in relationships, we are going to offend other people, and other people are going to offend us. We are going to wrong and be wronged. And so understanding and getting forgiveness right um, becomes kind of important. And so we thought it might just be helpful to sit down on this just a little bit longer. So today, we talk about forgiveness. Um, In the New Testament, there are actually two different words that we translate as forgive in any language 
Well, if you work at languages at all, what you'll know is that the English language is actually one of the most pathetic languages in the world. Um, with its use of words and the range of words that we have, we use the same word to mean a whole host of different things. Most languages in the world are broader and so then when you translate into the English, we lose some of the richness of the original language just because we, our language just doesn't have enough words. Some, mm -hmm. Yeah, some people real, will realize that when uh, you look at the biblical word for love, for instance. You know, there, there are a number of uses, a number of words for love in the Greek where, where we would use the same one over and over again. So the Greek has two different words that are used for forgive. What What is the meaning of both of them, and why does it matter? I'm not great at Greek pronunciation, but I'll tell ah, you. Don't worry about the Greek part. Just the meaning. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, that was a swing and a miss. Uh, here we go. I'm rusty. Uh, so the first word is to let go, to dismiss, or to drop, to release, or to remit, as in a debt. Ephemi. Thank you, Jonathan. And yeah. that's... Typically, that's from the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's the use of the word forgive there. Let go, release, drop, remit that debt. And the other Greek word? Charizomai. My man. Thank you. Uh, to bestow favor, To the root word here is, to, is, is in grace. So the idea of being unearned, undeserved, or unexpected. So anytime a wrong has occurred, a debt is going to, to happen. And the sense, the biblical sense is that we can forgive, which means that we're releasing or dismissing or paying that debt. And in that process of forgiveness, what we're saying is that it is unearned, that it, it's an act of grace. And I think if you have those in your mind as we continue this conversation of, of forgiveness, I think it's so helpful because, for one, it goes completely opposite of our nature. Somebody wrongs us, we want them to pay everything back. Mm -hmm. We want, in essence, revenge, and we want them to earn it. And the biblical language is, no, they don't necessarily earn it. It's of grace. And a payment is going to be made, but it might be that you make the payment to release that debt of the other person. Yeah, uh, Keller in his book, Forgive, he even has this, this concept that our, uh, uh, our pursuit of justice can't happen without forgiveness because we won't, receive, we won't uh, get justice without forgiveness. If, if, we, if we don't forgive, what we'll really get is retribution or what yes. we're really after is revenge, not justice. Yes. Now, and, and there, there are a couple options, you know, the, the one, you know, about letting go and dismissing, you know, this actually takes forgiveness in, in two directions. You have an option to, to let something go or to go and confront somebody and, and seek that res, reconciliation. So depending on the nature of the, of the, of what, of the offense, you may just let something go. You may, you may drop it. You may dismiss it. You may, re, you know, release or just, and then the, the debt is being borne by you mm -hmm. because, you know, if I wrong Jonathan and Jonathan looks at it and says, eh, yes, Russ did something wrong, but the level was pretty low. I can overlook this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Jonathan absorbing the debt. Yep. He's saying, 
Okay. And, and on any given day, our spouses are doing that for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're overlooking some of the th- stupid things that we've done. It doesn't mean a debt hasn't occurred. It just means that the debt is not significant enough that anybody wants to note it and store it and seek to to follow up with it. And and that and that forgiveness when you overlook is not something you stuff in the sack for later. And it's not you know there are people that will hold on to all those things until it it you know becomes an overwhelming account and then they just blow up and spread it all over. Yeah, I really think it's important to acknowledge this idea that when we are offended or where there is an offense that that debt exists. And, and part of that is even because we're made in the image of God. Um, our sin against God demands justice, demands payment. And so when we're sinned against, part of our bearing the image of God means that we're in that same scenario. And so we have the, we have this great opportunity to embrace Christ-likeness when we extend forgiveness and overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. There are two different scenarios that can happen. A person can be sinned against or a person can sin against another person. And so in all of these relationships, there are times when it can be mutual, right? That you can sin and the other person also sins and offends. That we we have a, a moment where it's a mutual offending. Yeah, the eye for eye scenario. Um, but the Bible will talk about both cases that there are times when i offend somebody else and there are times when somebody else offends me and in both scenarios it puts the onus on on me to to seek forgiveness and reconciliation Mm -hmm. whether i've been offended uh, against or i'm the offender i'm supposed to reconcile i'm supposed to seek forgiveness and that's counter to what we normally want to do just in our own nature if we're wronged we kind of want to just huff and puff and say, well, they're the ones who wronged me. They should come to me. But really, Jesus doesn't let us off the hook. If somebody has done something to us, we do have a responsibility to go to them and tell them that they've done something. And if you, if you just have to keep it all in its context, remember we're talking that there are some times when the offense is so small that we don't, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that one of the things that we have to realize in that when we don't do something – is it just because I'm trying to avoid confrontation? I mean, because if that's my tendency, I just maybe I, I might be doing something wrong by just simply avoiding it. Am I am I trying to avoid addressing my own problems that might have facilitated that? You know, I, you know. So I might be motivated just to cover up rather than to bring that to a resolution. So I think it. There are some personal issues that you have to go through when you're thinking about these minor offenses. What, what is my motivation in avoiding this? Am I really truly forgiving that person or am I just avoiding a, a conflict? And there's something too that, I mean, we can maybe discuss this now, but we don't have much time in this episode. But when we talk about overlooking an offense, I've always wrestled with the idea of, you know, sin is sin. Mm-hmm. If we can point to a passage of scripture and a sin, we can clearly show that a sin, even a small one, has been committed against us. You know, is God saying to overlook that? Or is this just merely more, I'm offended, but yet no sin yeah. actually has been committed against me. There's a difference. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm offended, I'm, I'm wronged in some way that, and, and I, I think sins, my, my own personal take is that sins do need to be dealt with. Yeah. But where we are offended if there's not a violation of God's command, then... Well, there's a difference between an, 
an offense taken and yeah. an offense given. Right. Um, because uh, people will take offense at a number of different things. They might. That's a whole society take, right now. They, they might take offense <laughs> at the level of your voice. Right. <laughs> you know? I don't like well, the shirt you're wearing today, yeah. John. No, I actually do. That's a nice shirt. Um, I think sometimes it. To nuance it, just maybe just slightly a little bit more, Ryan. There mm-hmm. are times when people have sinned against me, but didn't know that they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was an unintentional slander. It was an unintentional, what whatever it might have been. The context was, and in those scenarios, I look at it and say the intent there was not to, to harm. The intent was not to. It was not a an attack of any way. They unintentionally wronged me. Mm-hmm. And in those scenarios, I look at it and say, is that a pattern I see in their life? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then I'm looking at it and saying, I'm going to overlook that. So in, I'm going to just in, absorb yeah. that. In, yeah. in one sense, you're, you're, you're saying, am I doing this person more harm than good by overlooking it? Mm-hmm. Am I, you know, does this have the potential to spread? I'm going to talk about that. It, you know, will other people be hurt or damaged by this, or is it just me? So you're, you're weighing out the different scenarios mm-hmm. and I, that's just a that's just wisdom mm-hmm. and i'm not sure how much i would lose sleep over did i get that one right if you are overlooking everything my guess is you're you're getting it wrong <laughs> yeah there's right. something wrong then that's a personality if, concern for you right. that's more of an escape. and on the other side yeah. if you're confronting every little minor uh, indiscretion then you're getting it probably wrong too that's an attack then you might need to work on grace. Ryan's been listening to the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will continue this conversation tomorrow.